Let's start the show by talking about my sponsor, Paloma Verde, and their new website, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out for all of your CBD needs. They've got the gummies, tinctures, the salves. So if you're needing anything to maybe chill you out, something to help you get mellowed out, something for your joint pain and stiffness, go over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and give them a check out. Carlos and Vanessa are awesome people. They run a great company. And if you enter the promo code FACTS at checkout, you'll get 25% off your order. Plus, any order over $75, you get free shipping. So, I don't know what you're waiting for. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out. Let's start the show. And it's a very special Monday live stream with Forrest Mommy, and she had an excellent tweet that I wanted to talk about. So let's, uh, the tweet says, people think you have to be very visible and big to be able to make change. This is why politics makes people fight publicly, just to see who is the proudest peacock. When in reality, the more visible you are, uh, invis- invisible you are, the more influence you can have for good or bad. So, God, I'm a uh, good writer. I'm such a good writer. You are. You are. <laughs> it's not just all uh, orange posting and stuff like that. It's uh, <laughs> there are some pretty good, pretty good ideas in there, which is why I had you on the first time that we we had a conversation. Yeah, thank you for that. That was like the first podcast I was ever on since I launched you to prominence and everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, you do have some really good ideas outside of just the other stuff and then i then i like being smart so it feels good here we are it does feel good sometimes so <laughs> understandable so so talk about kind of where the uh what the background for this for this tweet was where it kind of came from and then we'll kind of take it up from there and and extrapolate it out into modern politics and so on okay so a while ago i actually saw this documentary called it's called the family I don't remember if it was on Netflix or something, but it's basically about this group that's a religious group, which this I'm not saying anything against religion with this, but it's this religious shadow group, basically, that has captured a lot of people in Washington, D.C. and just a lot of politics. So um, I don't know what their exact like. you know, I know they just kind of wanted to not necessarily control these these politicians. It was basically kind of like a lobby group for religion in a way, and it was very secretive. Um, I'm trying, I'm trying to remember. There was like a leader to it, but like no one really. He wasn't very. No one really knew him. Um, they had some housing in D.C. that people are allowed to stay at, and it was part of this group. And so, anyway, so I was watching this thing, and this whole like at one point they said. Um, you are, you can be more influential, the more invisible you are. And that was kind of this group's whole thing was just kind of being the shadow group. Uh, people, it was just a club. I guess it was kind of a club. Um, I'm trying to remember which politicians were in on it because some of them even kind of like publicly would say things about this group, but whatever. So that, that was the first time I ever heard that idea, like spoken out loud. And apparently the Nazis used this idea too. <laughs> so, and probably like, you know, Marxism uses it to some extent too, being, as we've seen how they've like gotten into schools, like very quietly kind of gotten in. So there is like truth to this, that like, if you can be this kind of shadow, you can influence a lot of people, especially because there's not as many people 
like coming after you. They don't even know you exist, really, you know? So that's kind of where the idea came from. And even though, like, it's been used nefariously, I've always been like, no, that can be used for good, too, in my opinion. Yeah, and there is a lot of there is a lot of truth to that. I mean, like, like whenever you look at, at the U.S. government, at the World Economic Forum, stuff like that, and, like, you see Bill Gates, and you see Klaus Schwab, and you see, like, these... You see the people and you know the names. Who are the ones that you don't know? Who are, who are the ones that you don't see? Like that's, those are the scary ones that, that should like really concern people. Cause like Bill Gates is a puppet. I mean, he, he does what he's told. He, he, he has money and, and power, but his influence only goes so far. So, right. So, yeah, but I mean, to your, to your point, like, why can't that be used for good why can't that be used to to influence people to make decisions that are beneficial for society and i do think there is some of that <clears throat> i do think there is some of that that ex that exists to an extent so so let's kind of talk about the the influence and the power and stuff like that because uh we both run in libertarian-ish circles to you know to greater or lesser extents so i've i've kind of uh probably moved a little more post-libertarian over the last year or so, but I still associate with a lot of the libertarians and I'm involved in our libertarian party here in the state of Indiana and, and participate some. Uh, <laughs> this hey, is my... throw, throw a little energy towards it, right? That's kind of what I'm doing too. It's like, hmm. Well, and it's because I like what's, I like what's being done in Indiana. Um, we are, we have a strong state party. It's, it doesn't have some of the problems that certain other states like like Texas, Massachusetts, Delaware, like some of the places that you've seen like these really big fights going on. Uh, Indiana doesn't have that. Indiana right. is a pretty good state party. Like you know which candidates are are going to actually promote the right things in the state as far as the Republicans and the Democrats and the Libertarians, and you utilize the Libertarian Party to push to push the ones who need to be pushed in the right direction of promoting good legislation and stuff. So like we have a strong party, so I, I can be on board with it and still not have to be like fully sold in on like LP national and stuff, uh, which is perfect for me because I can't stand LP national and some of the messaging. That That's they... where I am too. I'm like, fuck the national man. Like the, the community, like, uh, same thing. I love the Colorado LP and like there was very little fighting and that's it's like a smooth operation for the most part. But I know like they're also worried about Reno and all the delegates and all that stuff now. But I'm like, I just I don't know. I like being close. To, I like I feel like there's a lot more you can do close to home and quietly and like, you know, like the whole idea we're talking about. And with that being said, there is a lot to be said for the ability to have influence at home uh to run for for uh i don't want to say manipulate but <laughs> to influence like local politicians the ones who like are in the sheriff position and school board positions uh like to get into those circles where that you can actually make legitimate change where it influences you the most um so so let's talk a little bit about that. What are some things that you've seen or maybe have thought about in terms of like the ability to to impact change where you are? Uh, because for you in Cal or, uh, Colorado, like I know Colorado gets a bad rap for being a more progressive state, but um, I know that's not necessarily the case for Colorado wholesale. Uh, so talk about that a little bit and like what are some of the things that you that you see and some of the things that you would like to see happen um yeah so like everyone's given up on colorado and everyone's like eh, it's a fucking liberal shithole blah 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 and i'm like yeah like denver and boulder for sure have been overtaken but that's like anywhere of the cities you know um unfortunately that spills out obviously with voting and all that but yeah the rest of colorado it's most more red, more probably libertarian or liberty minded people. Um, I've seen uh, I know especially this isn't necessarily libertarian minded as much, but 
there have been things that have happened in politics that were like small, like especially during COVID, there was this one like you think he's a house of representatives in Colorado, whatever, but like right away he spoke up about the with with COVID and from COVID and he forced their hand to start like counting it differently and things like that. So like, and he's just some small guy. I mean, I know, like, I know where he lives. Like it's just a normal dude, you know, who got into the house at some point. Um, so, and I know in Colorado right now, cause we just had our convention. We're this year coming up. I think we're going to have 81 libertarians running for different things. So including like, you know, house representative to everything. So I'm hoping like that kind of stuff can start where people start coming in and just making the stupid, just even to just be like a little bit of like um, a pain in their butt, you know, just like when they start like saying we're going to do this or whatever. And it's like, no, like we had this stupid house person. uh, She she's trans. She was literally writing legislations about or trying to write past bills about plastic silverware. <laughs> like, if, you know, it's just like someone should have said no. Someone should have said no, this is stupid. You know, there's not enough people saying no. And that's what I was. I would love to see, like, more libertarians get in and just say, like, no, we're not going to fucking talk about that. That's the dumbest thing ever, you dumb bitch, you know? But that's not as subversive, I suppose. But, <laughs> like, I'm hoping, though, like, it, the when we were at convention and that was the biggest convention we've had with the most people showing up and then all these spots are going to be hopefully who knows if they'll all get filled with the libertarians but there's a lot of things i think that are going to be unopposed so they can hopefully get into these these positions and just start like i mean that's what i would do if i i wouldn't even try to be like um like a face of much but like anytime there's a meeting or a committee meeting i would just say like no you know like doing things like that just rejecting their premise for like some of these stupid laws and just stop like stop the train but also like in general non and non-politics wise i think just people living their truth but necessarily not being politics as we see i mean look at the libertarian party right now especially national it's burning down because of political public figures are being attacked and it's just turning into a fucking nightmare (laughs) it's just going on and on and apparently it's been like this every time for like years now where like people just come out of the woodwork to start causing trouble and like whether things are true or not like it's just politics it's the only reason they came out of the woodwork was for these to like take these public figures down you know so i don't know the more like background plebs we have that aren't like running for anything and aren't doing anything we're gonna have to like hold things down and keep things like keep the forward motion and just ignore that bullshit i don't know so something that had happened here in indiana i believe it was in i can't remember if it was 2020 or 2021 they all have kind of started to blur together i'm, I'm almost positive it was 2021 um the yeah it was 2021 because the libertarian candidate party or a libertarian candidate for governor in 2020 got the most votes of any governor candidate in the country ever uh he got 14 percent of the vote here in indiana because the republican governor had been so bad on covid and had behaved like such a tyrant had enforced lockdowns and mass mandates and and all this other stuff and the democratic candidate was proposing that the Republican governor hadn't gone far enough. And the Libertarian candidate is up there on, like, in the debates saying, nope, they're both wrong. You should be allowed to decide what you do. Like, your your health choices are your decision. And so he got 14% of the vote. And, I mean, that's, that's impressive for a Libertarian candidate. So in 2021, the supermajority Republican state legislature tried to enforce or tried to put in place some legislation that would make it even harder for a third party candidate to get on the ballot in the state. And the Libertarian Party of Indiana went to some of the primary backers of this bill and said, if you do this, we will support your uh, whoever, like you will be primaried. We will make sure that you are primaried. And whoever primaries you, we will throw every bit of support we have to making sure that you are unseated and that you don't have a job in this state anymore. And 
pretty quickly it got backed off and it got turned and it got voted down but like they were trying they were trying to remove ballot access for the libertarian party effectively in the state of indiana because they saw in 2020 that they were being threatened um and and using that power behind the scenes the state party was able to get people to back off of it and get the right people to vote against it to get it off the ballot because i mean for as much as as a Indiana has a Republican supermajority. Not all of these counties are really firmly in the Republicans' pockets. And not all of these state legislators are super comfortable in their positions. So a good primary candidate or just a good Democratic challenger, you're not going to, like, you can support as the Libertarian Party. I hate, I hate when, uh, when Libertarians run and a Democrat ends up winning because of the libertarian like as much as i as much as i dislike the republicans i hate the democrats that much more um so i hate when that happens but like for a state like indiana where it is such a republican supermajority if a couple democrats beat a couple bad republicans it's not going to change anything statewide and it sends a message to the republicans hey quit fucking around so so like you know we have the ability to to influence people from the shadows like that, where it's not even a, you know, it's not an outward threat. You don't have a libertarian coming out and outrightly running for something or saying anything. It's just like, Hey, look, if you do this, you're going to lose your job next time around. So how much do you want to push forward with this BS? And, and it worked uh, for that. And, and now we've got constitutional carry that just got passed here over the last month or so. And oh. a lot of that has come from influence from libertarians and and the libertarian party within the state kind of pushing the right buttons and and getting people moved moved in the right direction so like we have a lot of good things that are going on and that's why i'm i'm not completely like out on the libertarian party because indiana does have a good party that is making things happen without having to be you know at the the without having to be the face of making things happen right yeah, no, that's like kind of my my next step out here too is this sounds so terrible, but I want to go down to um like go down to the legislative sessions and just start schmoozing people and start like because that's how what it happens. So if you want any bills or any kind of action, you got to know somebody usually, you know, for all their committees and stuff. So that's kind of my goal now too, especially over the last because even before getting in with the party, once I started Forest Mommy's account and was kind of like you know being crazy. So some people had said like you're kind of influential for like even if you're not part of it you're kind of influential about it and that's obviously being a face but I wasn't like technically a face you know I was just being saying my truth and what I felt but um yeah now I think that's the next step is just like because I can schmooze I can schmooze really good so like that's the goal we started a there, I didn't start it, but some of the Mises members, or she was a Mises member, now she's moving, but she had started a single issue pack out here because the licensing board was re- is still requiring COVID vaccines for healthcare workers. And she's a nurse. So she started this pack. Um, and then the whole goal was then we could start writing legislation to get rid of that out of like make it so the licensing board couldn't do that, blah, blah, blah. But We'll probably end up dissolving it, but learned a lot because I had to take it over because she's moving. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, So I'm like, all right, we'll probably dissolve it. But I still want to start like figuring out the legislation process and going down there and just being a face down there a little bit and like getting to know people, um, especially the Republicans that are in. And then hopefully we get more of our libertarians in. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's also something with like, because I don't want to, I don't want to be too like, outward and public but i do want to like that's because that's what they do that's what they do is they all know each other and like if you have a stupid bill like why someone would have even like give any attention to a plastic silverware bill like no one someone should just never even fucking paid attention to that you know so i don't know it's getting down there getting to know those people be their friends invite them to my parties (laughs) that's what i'm gonna do (laughs) and something that's important that you talked about there is is that that you have this this single issue group that is focused on something and you said you may dissolve it people seem to think that they can't start something unless they know that they're going to be successful with it and that, like that's 
that is the completely wrong think on something like that. Like just because you may not be able to take it all the way to some end goal that you have, if you got three steps down the line towards that goal, you made a lot more progress than you would have if you did nothing. Like failure is not the end of the line for something like you're going to learn a lot from this experience and you're going to be able to next time you have something similar, you know what you did well, you know what you did wrong, you know how to make, you know, long, how to establish longevity out of it. Uh, I feel like in, especially where it comes to power influence and politics in general, people think that if you can't just go out and have this like smashing success right off the bat, that it's a waste of time and effort. And that's, there is no, there is no waste of time and effort if you're actually learning something and, and especially where the political game is concerned, if people start to hear and know what's going on, even if you're not putting your face out there, if the topics and the issues are, are being addressed, then other people will start asking questions about it and you can gain traction. Uh, so, so let's have, have you had any uh, experience with that kind of thing where like you may not have, and and you can talk about like that particular instance where it may not have gotten to where you might have wanted it to, but you've made steps and it may fail, but you're you're accomplishing something towards a longer term path. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it was great to learn how to do set that stuff up and how to like take care of it from the back end with the government because you have to, you know, keep track of a lot of stuff with the government's official uh, site since it's a political action committee um definitely made, i think it, the people who had started it there was just a lot more people willing to help up at first and then it just kind of slowly and then like fizzled out and the lady who was starting it she's got four kids and homeschools and like you know she didn't have time and then they're like well first mommy could take care of it because i don't have kids and i was like well i could put some time to it but then like it just wasn't it's not like a personal issue towards me so it's a little harder but um definitely got like people on board to for the next step. Cause like we had to make, basically we have to make like videos and testimonials so we can get money, but then we also need to pay the people making the videos and testimonials. So it's just one of those things where I just, I don't think it's just, it's just not going to work with this issue so much or this time, but yeah, I don't, I'm not like my whole life has just happened because of persistence. I don't care about failing and especially with this stuff where we're just we're just trying to do something after the last two years especially it's like we just have to try. So and I and I don't want to take any credit for starting it because a lot of other people did I'm just I'm kind of in charge the only one in charge of it right now. So I'm not like oh boy. But it's yeah it's mean that's been good to make the connections of who so if we do try and do something else or you know we got the video person lined up we have everything lined up for any type of thing where we need to do that now so but whatever yeah it's it's it is what it is when things can't because it is volunteer this is all volunteer work and you can't expect you know people have lives and jobs and everything so it's kind of like can't like always expect a ton of stuff to happen but there's a huge value in just making those connections. Cause like when you first start something and you don't have any of those connections, then like you are literally starting from scratch with nothing. Uh, so every time you start something and work towards something and it comes up short or it doesn't quite get to what you had hoped the end goal might be, or it, you know, fails per se, all of the connections you've made and all of the groundwork you you've built, like you're like, you're building steps to get to that next that next point and eventually that point is like taking it all the way to fruition and and having success with it uh i mean i would argue that like constitutional carry here in indiana didn't happen overnight it's been something that's been coming to the state legislature over and over again for years and years uh i mean it got shot down just last year and now this year it it finally passed so so and that's people, so much work because it has to like first you have to have someone write the bill then you have to get has to go to committee and then a committee has to say yeah we'll vote on it and then you know it's just it's a lot of process to it and a lot of times when people see something succeed all they see is the success like they don't they don't see the the literal years that went into reaching that point of success 
and a lot of like hours for people volunteering, you know, and a lot of people just spending a lot of time getting it ready. And that's why like, I kind of figured out going through this process with this pack is like, I think my, I can do some of the back end stuff on some things, but like, I think my, I say this and I still haven't gone down there. I've been saying I need to go for like months. It's will be to like schmooze, like I said, to go like make friends with the legislator and stuff. So it's like, at least I learned like, okay, that's what I think I want to do and be good at. And then I can be that person for when we do start introducing bills or whatever. So at least it's a figure. It's a learning process. I didn't, I didn't want to be involved in politics. <laughs> like, you know, I never wanted this, but I feel like I have, like, I got energy to help. So I might as well, if it will work, I don't know, but. Well, that's the, that's the important thing is if you, if you have a drive for it and you have the, the energy to do it and, and you see that there's something that something that can be done, then just go do it. And like, if it doesn't work, okay, cool. Like sometimes it's not going to work. I mean, it's, it's, this is all a learning process. And sometimes even, I don't know if you saw, I had Lauren Liberty on last week and she um, in Arizona had gone and spoke at some of like when they're like going to vote on some, um, I think that one was a, it was a concealed carry bill, but like that you can actually, you can be concealed carry in gun free zones too, because you've proven that you can, you know, you've already proven you're a trustworthy gun owner and it passed and stuff. But like, even just going down and speaking because she, she was the only person not from mom's, whatever mom's demand action, whatever the anti-gun group is. She was the only person who spoke against or like for gun, like for that we should be allowed to carry concealed. Right. So, like, just to be a little bit of a voice out there, that's not very sub subversive or behind, but you just got to get out there and do a little bit. That's, again, I just, I need to kick myself in the butt because I need to go do this stuff more often. But I like to be behind the scenes more, as much as that makes no sense because of how I act online, but, like, it's just easier. I'm just not, in real life, I'm not, like, a center of attention person, but we got to, like, just to get the, just for someone to hear that because they record all that stuff now, you know, all those everything's recorded the legislation oh and we have a guy who's been doing that in northern colorado nick lance he's on twitter he's been going to the meetings the um county commissioner meetings every like forever since covid was starting with masking and he like some of the like hilarious things happened he provided um ian miller i think from twitter he was like was doing a lot of stuff with the data he wrote a book about how masks don't work. And so Nick like presented the book to the people and this lady when they have their masks on and they're like not even sitting by each other, you know? And she was like, well, I don't read books or like, just like, these are idiots. They are literal idiots running this stuff. I know my whole like health board, everything. Like, they're all just all idiots. So the more we can just show up and make them look like idiots on their own, you know, then like the better. <clears throat> How many, gosh, you need, need to get like the video of that. Uh, I of think that. it's, I'll share it with you. They did put it, Colorado LP put it up at some point. I say you need to get video of that, like county commissioner or uh, whatever the meeting. And whenever the person says, I don't read books, just like clip that out and <laughs> zoom in on them. <laughs> and that's what we're dealing with. So it's like, if we can just get even like a half competent libertarian in or somebody you know because that's what happens is all this failing up with these dum-dums like and they get in these positions because they just are unopposed or no one pays attention or cares which is I, I mean i really do wonder like it is interesting how people pay so little attention to local politics and that's like literally the most important one <laughs> so. right the number of people who win like county and city commission positions that run unopposed is absolutely insane. I, any given year, all you have to do is be semi-competent and go out and knock on a handful of doors and you're going to beat whoever was running because they've been in the position for so long and have run unopposed for so long that they don't even think about putting out any effort. And nobody, nobody thinks about voting for them because there's nobody else to vote for. So like they win by default all the time. Like you can, you can unseat some really bad county politicians just by doing it. <laughs> like, yeah, 
Yeah, they did that recently in a, there's a more red county that did, it did a lot better with COVID and everything. And like, but the school board was like totally like liberal captured and they, they got, but they voted in a more, more conservative school board because the left school board was like, we're going to make, okay, sorry, let me start over because it's kind of interesting. So this county, this county I grew up with and I'm moving back to, they were part of like a tri-county health thing for a health department. And then that during all this crap, they said, no, fuck you. We're going to do our own county health department. And people in the county are like, hey, we should have voted on that, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, shut up. It's making it more local. Like, there's nothing wrong with that ever, you know? So they, the the new public health board say said, we're not forcing mask mandates, and, and especially in schools and stuff. Well, this liberal school board, the, the like, president, was like, no, well, we're ignoring you and we're forcing masking at school at, no matter what, which is just so psycho. Like, first of all, it's so beyond everything else, like how these people were thinking that's okay. It doesn't make them look like absolute monsters, right? So the people in the county were like, okay, screw you, voted in a new board, and then the board out ousted the president. And then funny enough, the like local um, news people, they were they must have been paid or something because they were trying to make so much drama around it. They're like, oh, this you they got a map, blah, blah, blah. And like it was just it was weird. It's just one of those weird things where it's like, who's paying who here? And why do you care? It's not you don't even live in that county, blah, blah, blah. That and that president got a new job in a different county anyway. So we got shuffled around anyways. <laughs> like I was proud of the county for doing that because it was like because they like took the loss oh god it was so terrible because the county health department said no don't force kid masks on kids and then the school board said yes we're gonna force masks on kids and then people then they were suing people and like there was this lawsuit and then the health department said no we're gonna drop it and then they just like waited for that new school board to get in and then kind of figured it all out but it's like this is like this is what goes on locally all this drama you know and that was just the school board <laughs> that's it so if we have more people who are paying attention and getting in on it, then, you know. Well, and that's, I mean, that's, that emphasizes why it's important to be involved locally, even if you, even if you're not the one who's running for that school board position. Like, uh, like I was going to run for county council back where we moved from. And, and I may, here in a couple of years, run here in the county that we're living in. But like with, with just moving, it, it would be weird to just, have lived here for two months and then run for take a, over. Yeah, run for Come a county in. position. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not quite that that hostile takeoverish, uh, even though my personality might suggest otherwise. Um, <laughs> so, but like I learned a lot from talking to other people who were on the county council back in the old county that we lived in, and kind of seeing the way the local politics worked. So, so like I have a better idea of of how I can do that effectively going forward. And also just kind of seeing the way different groups and stuff were able to influence how some of the people within the county react to and, and handle certain issues and topics. Uh, like the school board is and has been very left and has they continued with the mass mandates and stuff up until uh, it was right at the beginning of March, <laughs> which was funny, the last... Uh, the last correspondence we got from the school said we're going to extend our mask mandates out till April 1st. And I sent a email back to the, to the guy who sent the, uh, who sends all those notifications out. And I said, just go ahead on and say that you're going to extend mask mandates until we overthrow the school board. And then the following Monday, we got a email that said uh, mass mandate is over, so, which was kind of funny. Um, and then a week later, the, the state ended all public transportation and school related mass mandates as well. Um, but like being able to talk to people within the county on those county councils and stuff, because we have, we had a, a big solar plant that was trying to go in. And so like people who like, you would never know their name, like you'll never see them in public or anything, but they were influencing county councilors to oppose this solar plant or solar project because it was going to cut into farmland. It was going to, and and the environmental impact of these solar farms, these industrial solar farms on the farm farmland in the area was going to be way more detrimental than having this one coal plant that's off in the middle of nowhere 
not near anything. Like, it, like these are going to actually, these solar plants are going to actually be invasive to our community. Like, why are we doing this sort of stuff? And so to this, to this point, the, the solar farm is not necessarily dead, but it's also not moving forward. So it's kind of like stuck in limbo and, with any small amount of luck, the, the company that's trying to push the solar farms is just going to give up and, and move on and it won't ever happen. But like they're they're trying to win a war of attrition. And that's something, you know, with the with the power and the behind the scenes influence thing is people think you have to have like an outright victory. Sometimes you just win by outlasting the other team and until they finally give up and say, fuck it, it's not worth it anymore. Yeah, and uh, that made me think, too. Um, there's also, like, other ways people can get involved without it being political, and that's, like, other organizations that are kind of a big deal in a community, volunteering with them, um, getting on their boards. Like, I was on a board with the land trust for a long time until they didn't let me come to a meeting because I wasn't vaccinated, so I said, screw them. But for, like, a long time, like... And we were nonpartisan, but we were always talking with the county commissioners when we had votes coming up because there's like in that county, there's a sales tax that helps support the open spaces, which even though we weren't technically part of the county open spaces, we held some of the easements and stuff on the open spaces. So it's like important to like they were like wanting that. So it's like once that sunsetted and like trying to trying to convince but not convince the commissioners to like let it go to vote again or get money for whatever project that was going on with the with conserving and so that, that's another way to, and then you're like even a little bit you're more inv invisible that way because like no one really cared that i was on that board or thought about it you know <laughs> so things like that are great too in the community just little organizations that and the, and people need volunteers so bad anyways especially if you're a little younger right now like but they were begging me not to leave because I'm like the youngest one, you know, and I, it was all my own doing. I wanted to be a part of it when I went and started volunteering with them. Like it was all hundred percent, just my own idea. But then, then they were like, no, but we need, you know, I was to them though, because the people who were running the board at that point, they're more, it was just a check mark. Like we needed our diversity and our young age, you know, it was just like that. So that kind of made me want to leave even more when they were like, no, we need you. And it's like, no, you, you didn't let me come. You like, no one doesn't invite me and then still gets to be my friend. Like, come on. No, just kidding. But yeah. So that's another, and that's a really good way to be kind of submersive. Cause I met even through that, I like got to rub elbows with like a ton of people in the community. And um, even what's interesting is there's a guy named John Malone in Colorado. He's supposedly buying CNN, but he, he's a billionaire. So he's Colorado's billionaire. Super cool dude. Like he owns 2 million acres. He owns more than, so everyone's all worried about Bill Gates buying up all this stuff. But this guy, John Malone in Colorado, he owns like 2 million acres, but they're not, like it's not farmland. It's like, um, mountains and stuff and he, he buys it and then conserves it which get he i'm sure it helps tax wise credit wise and whatnot too but then he like <laughs> like that <laughs> when he but he get it's all conserved now so he's a big part of like land conservation and stuff and i've gotten to like rub elbows with this billionaire you know so like that's a really fun way to get involved and have a little influence and i feel like there are friends that would start getting interested in stuff but then covid hit anyways which it's just all forward motion really with covid i'm still trying to get my vibes back but so, so yeah. when i was in college i was a i was a big time republican i've i have admitted to being a uh, a george bush homer when i was in college and going out and campaigning for him and everything but uh ultimately it was a good experience like i learned a lot and so so like something that something that i think people don't want to get involved in stuff because they're worried that maybe they're not going to want to stick around with it or, or something like that. Like I never would have imagined that I was going to ultimately not be a Republican, but um, it's something that looking back is a little, like I, I cringe a little bit at it, but at the same time, like I got to meet a lot of really cool people. I, I got to meet Mitch McConnell and um, Ed Whitfield when he was in office, uh, Jim Bunning, uh, was a former MLB uh, pitcher and uh, congressman from Kentucky. Like I got to meet a lot of like big political names in the state of Kentucky and go to the Kentucky Republican 
state convention and rub elbows and, you know, and, and meet people. And, but it also gave me an opportunity to kind of get a feel for politicians and the way people behave politically. And so like, uh, I don't know if you followed like the Mises caucus stuff when it was going down with the Eric Rodsup, the uh, vice chair candidate that, that had been talked about by the Mises caucus and Josh Smith was going to be running about maybe or running against maybe, maybe all this is a little too inside baseball, but (laughs) like when I was looking at Rodsup, he looked like uh, a Democrat that we had in, or he had been a Democrat and then he switched to Republicans when it became uh, prudent for him to do so in his district. And then when when everything kind of started to sour on Bush and the Republicans around 2006, then he became an independent. And like he just kept kind of shifting back and forth with however uh, political sentiments were going at the time. And when I looked at like Rod stuff, I, that was kind of what I saw was a similar uh, Bob Leeper was the guy's name. And like Rod stuff just made me think, all right, this is like Bob Leeper for libertarians. Um so, like, you get to experience a lot of things that you can see the way people behave politically and socially and and get an idea of stuff that otherwise, like, without some things you have to learn by experience, you know? And that's one of those things that, like, the way politicians behave, you have to learn that through experience. Like, you have to rub elbows with them as much as we as libertarians hate politicians and don't want anything to do with them. I that is, that's the beast that we have to deal with at the end of the day, one way or another, whether you like it or not. So being able to get in those positions and volunteer for those organizations and, and work with those groups and get to rub elbows with those people and get to know them and how they operate, I mean, it can only help you be more influential, whether you're in the spotlight or behind the scenes. And, and honestly, even more so behind the scenes, like, I don't want my name or face to be on much of anything. I, I'm, that's why I put as little effort into this show as I do, because I don't really want my name to be. And you do a lot of behind the scenes for a lot of other people. Right. And if I do it well, like I've, I've said it to a lot of, a lot of people, like if I do it well, nobody knows who I am. And that's kind of what I, what I shoot for is, um, you know, you want to be behind the scenes and, and make an influence and, or at least, you know, for me and, and a lot of other people, like you want to be behind the scenes and make an influence and make an impact, but not have the attention on yourself because with attention comes a whole lot of other stuff uh, that just I have no interest in dealing with. Like if there was ever some libertarian Twitter drama centered around me, <laughs> I don't know what it would be about to begin with, but like I, I have no interest in some bullshit like that. It wouldn't... Uh, so, I found out that things have there's been like whole on wars about me that have happened in like group chats and like or other chats and I just I had no idea about it. So it's like all right, like why if you don't drag me into it, that talk about me all I want. I don't care. No, but that is true. And the more you can be like the more of a community that you grow, even if it's through like kind of like a political path or like it's just better. You can just you can have parties and get to know and talk to people. And like, I feel like once I started getting my group together out here, like we all kind of just bonded and like, you know, we have similar things. I had people who weren't on Twitter or weren't part of it that have, that are come to my parties now too. Like friends from high school who are like, that's this, that shit was fucked. You're right. You know, like, or this attitude is right. And just kind of been bringing people in slowly and slowly. And like everyone who didn't unfollow me on Instagram, the people who are left are like, people who I thought could be more normie people, but they're not. And they're actually like interested and want to get together and want to come out and hang out with like when we try, I've been now my new thing now is I'm going to try and do like a Mises get together at least like every, at least once a month. And if it's not a a party at my house, like just meeting at a bar or whatever, you know, because that's how like the influence happens. And I've had someone, a guy came out this so last weekend I got it, had to get together and someone from Twitter who's never talked to me before, but lived out here he come and hung out with us. And like, he totally, like we all, he was like so happy to be actually be out. Cause he's like, I don't have any friends anymore, you know, out here. And he was like, just so happy to talk with us, talk freely with us, you know? And he's, he's not going to be in the party. He's not going to be in the Mises, but like just to get together and know that there are people who are like 
in the same mindset to some extent. And that's, that's, that's like super important to me, community building or friend building or whatever. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's more important than any of the political bullshit is like being able to build your community and being able to build your inner, inner circle and like the people that you can rely on for that kind of stuff. And, and the more that, the more that group kind of uh, bonds and grows and connects, the more you're able to have an outward influence on what's going on with some of the more political stuff in your community and like uh, feet talk, like being able to put, being able to put boots on the ground and go after stuff really, really is a, a big, the more people you have to, yeah. The more people you have to grab from, or you'll have more people who are more interested in volunteering in this way or that way. And yeah, it's just, that's the best way to just start out where we're just being friends. Like that's, that's all it cares about. I just like having friends. So <laughs> I mean, that's, that is a vital importance just to like be a good friend to people and make, make meaningful connections. Like it, it goes a, a really long way. And something you had mentioned earlier with like volunteering and, and like the fact that they wanted you because they do need young people. And like, even if, not necessarily with them trying to use you as their like diversity, having a, a young female and all of that, but like a lot of the organizations and groups and stuff like that in, especially in smaller communities, they just need people. Like they, there is such a lack. And yeah, it's all, it's older people who are all tapping out, you know, they just need people. <laughs> and a lot of times people like worry about getting involved. They're like, I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I would bring. I don't know what I could contribute. It's like, are you a live, mostly functional human body? You contribute more than most of the people who are currently involved, probably. So, like, go just go be there. They'll tell you what they need you to do. And if you aren't able to do it, they'll find something that you are able to do. Like, just just ask. Yep. They just need bodies and time, really. They don't even really care anymore. They're like, just show up. Because I felt the same way. Like, I liked the board I was on because it was kind of a real estate focused type thing. But, like... I didn't do a whole lot. Like I didn't like, like I, you know, I showed up to the board meetings, which were on zoom during everything, but I didn't feel like I did a lot more volunteer work through the volunteer side of the organization than I did on the board, you know, but yeah, they just need people to show up and they're just happy to have anyone show up and show interest. Like when I first reached out to them, they were just like, Oh my God, you know, like they were just so excited. It's like, Oh my gosh, this young girl, like, or younger. Cause I was like, I first got involved with them, I think 2015. So it was a while ago, but they just love it. <laughs> so you might as well. And then people like you too. Who doesn't like being liked once in a while, right? Let's <laughs> like with our our district uh here in Indiana. Like we needed a website. We needed somebody to kind of get stuff moving with the Facebook page. We needed some uh just some like general techie stuff. And so I I did all that stuff and, and like I don't have I don't have time to dedicate to running that stuff full time, but I was able to at least get the stuff started and, and have it in a position that other people are able to continue to keep it going and, and do what needs to be done. Like they just didn't know where to start. And, and I at least knew where to start. Um, I guess I'm still technically the social media director for mm -hmm. the eighth district of Indiana, but like just because there's nobody else to take the, take the official role. Um, and I still have, and also I still have administrative access to everything. So I kind of still run everything from behind the scenes, but I don't really do a whole lot with it. Like I've given it off to other people, but yeah, like even if you don't think you have a particularly uh, relatable skill set, I bet you there's something in your skill set that they, they don't know how to do and need help with. Yep. That's true. They need, it's yeah. True, and then you can be that, and then you can be that influence behind the scenes that nobody knows who you are, but stuff is getting done because just because you're a part of it, and that like there's a vital importance to to just being being able and being willing. I think being willing to do something is uh, something that you don't get enough of in our modern society, and sometimes the commitment too. Like I know that's that you know people have to think about that like some things are a little bit of a commitment and you have like if you're gonna say you're gonna do something you gotta do it but <laughs> as i say i'm gonna dissolve the pack <laughs> like, i tried i tried hey, but like we talked about i mean that's that was one of those things that it 
it's not your personal passion, but you've learned a lot from it. And you've been able, I mean, has the pack accomplished like something? I mean, <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but, uh, but although it did like, I, like I, it did get me sparked up to at least figure out. Cause at first I'm like, what, what is a single issue pack? Like I had to start from the beginning of like, what is this? I had interviewed someone uh, from Arizona who's kind of on Liberty Twitter. Cause he, he's a lawyer and he had, he's done a lot of like, bringing bills to their legislature, you know, so I at least like learned the process. I've talked to people, I've learned the process. I've kind of figured out, okay, I know what my strength might be now, you know? So yeah, I mean, it's what it is. And I think the other people who were maybe involved at first, they learned, I don't know, <laughs> whatever they learned from it. So. I mean, that's, that is something, something accomplished. That's if you know better what to do next time you look at something like that, then like it wasn't a failure. It's a win. <laughs> All right. Well, this was fun. Got anything else yeah. you want to talk about before we wrap it up? No, not really. I think I I blab bab blabbed for a minute there. So thanks for thanks for noticing that tweet though. I'm being like that is something we could talk about. Maybe like every like couple months or so, I'll write down more ideas and we can get back together and talk more ideas of how to be kind of behind the scenes as I'm kind of going to be trying other things too. So. Yeah. And uh, as we kind of get settled in here, uh, because we do have county county council elections are this year here in this county as well. So I'm going to kind of watch that and, and pay attention to it and see how I can be more involved here in my county so that as we come into the next round of, county council elections in a couple of years, I can kind of stick my toe in the water and, and see about running for something and, and having a more direct influence. But so, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's keep up with some ideas and we'll talk about how we can be more, more influential and, uh, and have some, have some participation in our county and local politics as we go forward. Amen. Let's do it. Well, thanks a lot for joining me. For anybody watching, be sure to tune in on Wednesday. I do a breakdown of the 27 uh, amendments to the Constitution. I only actually break down like 24 of them because three of them aren't all that interesting. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so check me out on Wednesday for that episode. And in the meantime, I hope everybody has a great day. Thank Bye. you.